what is up? This is Hot for Justice, Cold Case Stories. Yes, that's Jessica. And that's Jamie. <laughs> I can tell you were not prepared for that. I was confused. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it's okay, though. Oh, and we have Dingo here. Yes, Still. our little friend. Um, He's back. If you are unfamiliar with us, this is the Cold Case Podcast yep. where we talk about... Um, old lesser known cold cases right because we try not to do the ones that are really popular right everybody does them that's true i mean every now and again we'll probably do something that's a little bit more famous but like but not that's not the goal of the point podcast not at all and sorry if i'm breathing hard (laughs) i can't breathe right now because i just ate and she's all aboard the struggle bus (laughs) i'm really full so, Jamie, <laughs> while I catch my breath, Jamie's going to go first and talk to us yes. about her missing persons case. Oh, no, not missing persons. Excuse me. Her oh, mom. she was murdered. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I laughed because you, like, we just talked about mislabeled it. Also. We, like, literally just talked about this, like, th- 45 seconds ago. You guys, I don't know how many of you have had babies, but <laughs> let me tell you, pregnancy brains hit me hard. <laughs> I'm about. I'm operating about half of my normal intelligence, which I'm a pretty smart person. I went to grad school and I graduated. Like I'm not dumb, but I'm dumb right now. This baby's taking all my intelligence. So bear with me. We've got about uh, uh like two months left. That's not bad. By the time this comes out. Yeah, huh? Because this is probably gonna come out like mid June. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Anyway, so yeah, um, as previously discussed, I'm going first. <clears throat> I don't, do we have any, like, hot goss to talk about before we jump into it today? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. Think so either. No. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so, I just watched this on Oxygen. I had <laughs> tagged you in it. Oh, right, Okay, right. so it's The Disappearance of Susan Cox Powell, which, first off, I had listened to this podcast called Cold, which was so good. Which I still haven't really gotten into because yeah. I'm an asshole and you've been telling me about this for like literally months. That's okay. Cool. I like binge watched it. It's like a pretty substantial amount of episodes. Um, it took me a while to get through it, but right. they just did an oxygen special on it. Not the podcast, but the case itself. Mm-hmm. And it is so crazy. It's so sad, but so, like, so I am warning you. It is very sad. Mm-hmm. Especially like parts of the podcast. It's, it's, you know, it, it's really sad. But it's really interesting. And um, she, they, uh, basically, the premise of it, not to, like, spoil anything, but this woman goes missing. She's married. She has two kids with this guy. He's kind of, like, emotionally and financially abusive to her. Oh, fuck. Um, she was, like, bouncing back and forth between divorcing him, but she loved him. And, you know, they're... They're of the Mormon faith, so it's not like you just can, you know, like you just get divorced. Like, you, right. Um, you know, and then she'd go back and she'd want to have another kid because she wanted to make it better. But anyways, she goes missing. And his story is that, because at first they think the whole family's missing. Um, he ends up coming back like later on and um, he's like, oh yeah, I took my kids out camping tonight and I didn't know she was gone. I thought she was at work. He says he took them camping in the middle of a snowstorm in January in Utah. Something about that doesn't quite add up. Yeah. So (laughs) he just, like, it's just, it's honestly, he's unbelievable. But then all this other stuff comes out about his dad and his siblings. It is freaking nuts. Anyways, they haven't found her. 
yet her body I mean I'm I'm pretty sure he's they know they, they do know he did it they just never could prove it but go watch it it is so interesting so twisty like you think on the surface it's just this missing woman but it's not so I know what I'm doing later yeah it's a two episode thing on oxygen watch that and then listen to the podcast because honestly the podcast was way better than the oxygen oh, really? oxygen show like a lot of the stuff that like there's some like holes in there that mm-hmm. I had to explain to my husband Wes who watched it with me because I had I, like I knew from the podcast that they didn't really quite explain that well sure. in the, the show so wow yep that's I just that's my own it's not hot goss but it's a recommendation hey I'm into it recommendation corner <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if I have any hot goss or recommendations. I don't, <laughs> I don't really think so. Um, I, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes back, but like I got, I've gotten really like back into stuff you should know mm-hmm. uh, by How Stuff Works. It's a great podcast. It's been around for like 500 years. I, I honestly think it was probably one of the first podcasts like ever. Yeah. Like I think it's been around since like like mid 2000s. I might have to give it a give her a listen. It's really good. Um, it has these two uh, guys, uh, Josh Clark and chuck something i can't think of his last name unfortunately um but no it's really good they talk about a lot of just fascinating things they i think they do like two or three episodes a week okay oh wow that's a lot uh two like one or two like longer ones that are like really sussed out that are anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour um and then they do um a thing called like short stuff where it's like usually like 20 minutes or less and it's like something that they just kind of like do like something that's like they can't do like as deep of a podcast on so it's just like a little basically a mini so yeah that's cool yeah it's very very interesting um they cover like a lot of different shit like they did a live show a couple years ago that i listened to and uh it was about like the db cooper thing oh yeah that's interesting it was very fascinating and like actually it was one of the better like more comprehensive db cooper things i've mm-hmm. listened to so i don't know it's worth a listen yeah um I'm trying to think of what else i've been like listening to lately Cause I've been watching a lot of Netflix or anything lately, which is kind of weird for me. Oh, Netflix came out with a new show called Dead to Me with Christina Applegate, and I heard that's really good. Oh gosh, I cannot remember her name. Um, it is good, and I binge watched it in a day. Damn. There's only like ten episodes, I think, and they're yeah. not full. Like they're thirty minute episodes, but go watch it. It's it's dark and it's funny, and those like who. Who else would you need? Christina Applegate is so funny. <laughs> True. And so is the other girl. I can't think of her name. But anyways, if you guys have been, you need something on Netflix, watch that. And I'm like thumbing through like my like podcast like thing to see if there's anything that I listen to like that's kind of crazy. No. Yeah. I'm kind of like unusuals. in between right now. Yeah. Like not a lot has been like super exciting to me lately, which is like weird. And I go through phases though. Yeah. Same. It makes my commute difficult when I don't have anything to listen to. Yeah. So. Anyways. anyways, um, on to Jamie's... Yes. I am going... Not missing person case. Well, I mean, like, she was missing. Yeah. Then she turned up dead. Yeah. Um, so, we're... I pulled this initially from the Mendocino County Sheriff Office website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found a Web Sleuths, uh, article on it where they did more of a deep dive on it. And so I'm gonna read... The beginning of the Web Sleuths thing is kind of basically copy and pasted from the Mendocino County like sheriff page. Yeah, like just the basic info. Right. So I will give you this story. Um, so it's about a woman named Barbara Jean Stroud. Uh, she, at the time of her death, was, I believe, 
20? I Sorry, 18. 18, yeah. yeah. I, I, I cheat. I look through Jamie's cases before we meet. And I should read through Jessica's, but I'm an <laughs> asshole. I'm nosy. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, great. Sorry, I, I think we're both in like a bit of a food coma right now. Like, I do definitely. I'm like, struggling right now. Same. Um, anyway, so yeah, she was 18 at the time of her initial disappearance. Um, she was the only child of some older parents. Um, in 1971, family moved from San Jose, California to Willits because uh, they thought the small town, small town life was going to be a safer and better place for them. Uh, she'd been an honor student when she was in San Jose and still was in Willits High School. Her proud father bought her a 1965 blue Ford Mustang convertible. Ooh. I know. My mom has a 1964 Ford Mustang, but not a convertible. But it's pretty awesome. Is it blue? It's brown. Yeah. But it's cool. I, I mean, I feel like 60s Mustangs are, like, honestly, like, they the are, shit. They are. Like, I'm not even a car person, but, like, they're pretty um, badass. Yeah. Um, after she graduated high school, she took a gap year before going off to college. She did this to help her parents run the Ridgewood Restaurant and Motel Complex just south of town. She also worked at Little Lake Industries, a uh, manufacturing company in Willits. On January 7th, 1973, Barbara and her boyfriend went to the movies in Willits. She drove him home afterwards uh, to his uh, family home in the unincorporated suburb of Brooktails, hmm. which is like basically like just outside of Willits. Um, according to various accounts, she dropped him off at around like 11, 1130 at night. She had to go uh, back to Willits to go home, and then uh, about, it was about like a two-mile trip, really, on okay. Highway 101. Wow, that's not far at all. Literally not at all. Um, actually, in Willits, uh, there's like a joke that Highway 101 doubles as like the main street of Willits yeah. because Willits is so small. Yeah, uh, it is small. I've been there once. Um, I'm. I think I've driven through it once yeah. on the 101, but I've never actually like stopped in Willits yeah. uh, personally. My husband had some family who lived there, so we've been there one oh, time. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really remember it, but I do remember it was very small. I'm sure it's probably not very memorable. No. Like, I think it's, like, a town, like, where you kind of, like, if you yeah. blink, you miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, around midnight, a deputy had been dispatched to the town north of Willits, uh, no- noticed her empty car on the car on the roadside about two miles north of Willits on Highway 101. Um, after his Laytonville call, the deputy, re- deputy retraced his route and checked out the abandoned Mustang. He found some of Barbara's belongings in the car. Um, a check showed the car was not wanted or reported stolen. Uh, a couple hours later, around 2 in the morning, her parents called the Mendocino County Sheriff's Office to report her as missing. Uh, sheriff personnel returned back to the car. Uh, green green paint and a dent on the driver's side door showed that it had been sideswiped, huh. mm-hmm, as though it had been forced off the road. Uh, its doors were locked, and the key was still in the ignition. Her coat, shoes, yeah. and purse were inside. However, the convertible top had been slashed open. Oh. Uh-huh. You know, so I read your... You have two different sets of notes for this and I, I do. read the very shorter the <laughs> very shorter the very short one so I didn't know any of this and that's yeah. creepy so it seems like maybe it was on purpose no, what? like, like somebody she, like yeah. hit her on purpose definitely like, get her off the road you know yeah this uh the web sleuth stuff definitely has like more of a deep dive yeah like the, the Mendocino County Sheriff like page was like very scant yeah they usually are right uh but top had been slashed open um an unsuccessful search for the girl was uh, was conducted. However, she uh, 
would be found accidentally by a road repair crew three days later on January 10th. Mm. The petite girl's naked body had been discarded over a fence along Shao Road, uh, not too far north of where her car had been found. I think somewhere on here it says, like, within two miles of where her car was found. Yeah. And uh, about 100 yards away from her body was a small green cottage with a green pickup truck parked in the driveway. And if you remember, the paint on the side of her car was green. Okay. Yes. So, a small town grapevine was buzzing with the news. Despite attempts by the miscreants to silence the chatter, informants began giving names to police. Six men, ranging in age from early to early 20s to late 30s, were taken into custody. Their names were Philip Wood, Dennis Weeks, Harold Harrington, Randy Rowan, and Milton and Larry Phillips, Richard Brothers. Two of them knew Barbara from being co-workers at the Little Lake Industries, and uh, the other sus- suspects may have also known her, but that's n- like inconclusive. Yeah. Philip Wood turned the state's witness in exchange for immunity from prosecution. He told a tale that largely precluded him from blame. Of course. Of course. They always do. Yep. <laughs> According to Philip, Barbara Jean had locked herself in her car after being forced off the road. Uh, the other- yeah. Mm-hmm. I would too. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> Uh, the other five suspects had hauled her from her car after cutting the top and unlocking the vehicle. They'd abdu- abducted her in a pic- in the pickup truck, the green truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, oh, sorry, yeah, he followed the green truck out of town. This is Philip. Okay. Uh, he said that he could hear Barbara Jean screaming as her clothing was being flung out of the truck, but he did not see her be raped or murdered. The cottage near her body, the green truck, they belonged to one of the suspects. Okay. Uh... The investigators had found Barbara Jean's discarded clothing in several locations, including, uh, which, like, corroborated her story. Mm-hmm. Uh, testimony seemed likely to seal the fate of the five co-defendants. However, uh, they were charged with murder, accessories to murder, conspiracy to kidnap, kidnapping, conspiracy to rape, and rape. However, the Mendocino County investigators had, uh, basically fed Woods information. Yeah, that happens more than you think. <laughs> yes. Uh, to quote unquote aid his memory. Yeah. The judge heard the case, ruled uh, the case illegal, and barred all of his testimony. So everything he said it was completely thrown out. Cases collapsed, and everybody walked free. Oh my gosh. Is this still open then? Uh huh. So they didn't have any, like, they couldn't find any, like, evident like evidence at all let me tell you more okay i'm intrigued <laughs> now uh philip woods and harold harrington died of alcohol and drug abuse uh not long after the murder um 1989 in montana milton phillips and his brother or sorry milton phillips shot larry to death that was his brother oh ah uh, yikes uh and he not long after that died of liver cancer okay fucking bananas uh karma on that no shit, right? <laughs> uh, so in 2008, uh, Mendocino County decided to reinvestigate the case. He found that Dennis Weeks, one of the men who had been in, uh, who had worked with Barbara, was still alive and living in South Dakota. Randy Rowan was also still alive and in Oklahoma. The detective reinterviewed people who knew the six suspects. Several of the interviewees that the suspects had told them about the homicide. However, uh, the detective was unable to determine which of the suspects had actually raped or murdered her. Uh, he also submitted old evidence in the case for DNA testing, as well as other forensic testing. This included fingerprints lifted from the Mustang, her clothing, and the rope believed to have been the murder weapon. Uh, this case is still open in investigation. Um, we'll provide links to uh, Detective Agent Whitaker's Damn. information in the tip line, but it's still so wide open. The stuff they submitted for testing apparently probably didn't really come back with anything. Mm-mm. 
Yikes. Yeah. Crazy, right? You know, that sucks, though, because it seems like, right, you kind of, like, have an idea of who did it, but then how how can you know exactly who, like, you can't because the if they fed the, the guy who was, you know, telling them what happened, all that information, yeah. it just makes, like, no, I totally agree with the judge to throw it out. Like, mm-hmm. that sucks that the cops did that. Yeah, but my, my biggest problem is that, like, I don't think they should have thrown out all of it. Yeah, but they have to. I know. It's fucked up. Yeah. What I think is fucking bananas is that now four of the six are dead. Yeah. For various circumstances. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, how accurate this is. This is my own personal belief. So the two of them died of drug and alcohol abuse, probably because they were pieces of shit and they yeah. thought they were pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, and then one shot his fucking brother. So maybe Which he was going to squeal. Yikes. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? And then he died of cancer a couple years later. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so that is yeah. the case of Barbara Jean Stroud. Well, they all were in the Willits area area in the 70s. Uh, Do you know yeah. anybody? 73. Involved? 70, yeah. Um, yeah, so just uh, a couple little, I guess, case points. Uh, she was 18 when she died, 5 feet tall, 100 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes. Poor thing. She was tiny. Little. Yikes. Yeah. That's so scary. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that. No, not at all. All right, well, mine's also a big, fat bummer. I mean, are any of these, like, not? I mean, yeah, they they all are, for sure. But this one involves an eight-year-old. Oh, so no. It's sad. Um, Fuck. I almost <laughs> just knocked something over. <laughs> oh. Our, mas- our <laughs> podcast mascot is up on the move now. We woke him up from his little nap. Sorry, buddy. Um, okay, so this case is close to home. Um, I'm going to put a warning out here. It involves children and the murder of a child. So if you can't, if you don't, I mean, I would suggest turning this off now if you don't want to listen to that. Yeah. Because it's pretty gruesome. I'm also glad that you went second for that reason. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it happened close to where I'm from. It's technically not a cold case, but there's debate about who was convicted of the crime if they're guilty. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this. This is fucking bananas. Yeah. So I decided to cover it um, kind of for that reason. So, this is taking place in Valley Springs, California. It's about a a small town. We've mentioned it before in the podcast about the Speed Freak Killers. Mm -hmm. Um, Small town, about 7,500 people live there. It's an hour and a little bit from uh, east of Sacramento, kind of going up into the foothills. Like we've said before, lots of small towns in that area. Um, And usually, like, violent crime, like murder, it's getting more common now up there, but it used to never happen. (laughs) Like... Is it's, it bad that I think that's a little weird? I mean, it's just kind of like one of those places. I don't know. I think you think that because <laughs> like, you're from the city. I guess that's true. Yeah. You know? So, that, like, for us, that's just, like, how we... Yeah. You know? We totally. operate. Anyways, so... Yes, go on. Um, April 27, 2013, eight-year-old Lila Fowler was brutally stabbed more than 20 times in her bed at her home. Um, she was alone at the time with her 12-year-old brother. The... Uh, she was stabbed in her upper body, um, a lot. Like I said, more than 20 times. Uh, the, the stab wound that 
killed her was basically like hit her heart and she had collapsed lung. So it was pretty gruesome, pretty violent. Very, very, very violent. Yeah. Um, she was basically, when first responders arrived, she was basically dead, but they rushed her to the hospital, but she she didn't survive. Um, they The investigators believe the attack started. Um, she was, she was laying on the, or sitting on the top bunk of her bed. She ended up on the other side of the room near her TV, and they're not sure how she got there, but they think that she jumped because there was no, like, drag marks or blood between the bed and where she ended up. Interesting. So. I'm sorry, what year did you say this happened in again? 2013. Okay. So, um, at the time, her brother was home. He said he saw an intruder in their home after he had come out of the bathroom because he heard his sister screaming. So, um, he said then he found his sister stabbed and bleeding. Um, he called his parents. Um, it's kind of not clear. In some articles it says he talked to dispatchers, and some it says, like, his parents called dispatchers, and I don't know if maybe he did too. I don't know. Anyways. Weird. Okay. Um, why would... I mean, I guess he's only 12. I was like, why would you not call the cops first? Yeah. Like, I feel but like you're 12. I mean, and that's such a crazy Yeah. Like, like you thing. would probably panic. Oh, yeah. Um, so, no shit, Jamie. Of course you'd panic. Yeah. <laughs> um, the dispatcher said that he had waited a minute and a half to tell him that his sister had been stabbed, though. Oh. So. That's if he talked to them. Yeah. I He did talk to them. Okay. But I'm just not sure in which order. Got it. So because it also, I read an article that said he called his parents, who called the sheriff. Like, and then they probably called the house. Yeah. So it's you know, sorry everybody, I just hit my mic. So if you hear that, that's my bad. Um, How dare you? <laughs> um. So then he basically described the intruder as a tall man, very muscular build with long gray hair. Um. Subsequently, that launched a 15-day manhunt that cl- included door-to-door searches, divers searching the reservoir. Um, for like evidence or like things like that but there was no sign of the dude um there was no attempt like it, it when they investigated the house there had been no sign of a break-in or attempted robbery a neighbor had come forward and said yeah i saw a guy running from the house but later on she recanted her story so i'm not sure what that was about hmm. on may 10th the sheriff's sheriff's office so this is this happened april 27th so may 10th actually it's uh, about two weeks later y- yeah ish i'm i'm not no <laughs> yeah it was exactly two weeks it's like two weeks later about thereabouts okay whatever I, you know i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do addition right now hold on um are you gonna pretend to no i'm gonna open my calendar oh jesus christ <laughs> it's about two weeks later okay cool okay, i was like not right. that far off okay um so about two weeks later well now i Okay, two weeks later, the plea, the sheriffs go and arrest her 12-year-old brother for her murder. Which, as you can, be- like, imagine in this small town, I remember hearing about it, everybody was talking about it, people were like, what the actual F? Because we, for what we thought, th- this guy genuinely came and, like, randomly killed this poor little girl, and then they arrest her brother! So, I will say that the description of the suspect, like, a tall man that was muscular, the gray hair part throws me off a a tad, not gonna lie, but when you were first like, oh, yeah, like, he was big with muscles, I was like, okay, yeah, like, that's, of course, like, people, right, but also, I feel like if there, I'm I'm saying if there was an intruder, Mm -hmm. to a 12-year-old, yeah, any man's gonna look bigger than you, yeah, and tall, yeah, 
and muscular. Right. Because you're a little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. I, mean, so. I mean, I don't know how, like, great that testimony is. I mean, like, you can only, you have to take anything a kid says like, with I mean, a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you definitely have to account for things, like, how traumatic that situation is. Right, like, there's a lot like going that. on. Yeah, so, they arrest him. He's 12. He's 12 years old. The medical examiner stated a majority of the puncture wounds um, were prod injuries that didn't penetrate deeply and were likely caused by the assailant poking Leela to intimidate or abuse her. Oh, shit. So, they weren't... It wasn't 20 stab wounds, it was 20 pokes. There were 20 stab wounds. They, she, she was stabbed, but not deeply. Got it. There okay. were a few deep stab wounds, like the ones that killed her. Okay. But a lot of them were like like poking I'm poking you and it's stabbing you but it's poking you know for those I literally poked her (laughs) so for those of you who can't see which is goddamn all of you (laughs) except Dingo (laughs) but he's he doesn't not he's not amused um (laughs) so uh they said the remaining wounds were deep um like I just said including the one it pierced her right ventricle which was the official cause of death Police um, narrowed in on this, a serrated steak knife that was seized from the home. Investigators found that the knife had been bent, uh, had a bent blade and a damaged point, um, which they believed happened during like the commission of the crime. Um, the D- Department of Justice was also involved in this case, and so was the FBI, um, because you know small towns they did the right thing, called yeah. in the big boys. Um, they basically took all the knives from the house, ran tests on them. One knife had blood on the handle. And the other knife had blood traces inside and out of the handle that were confirmed Wild. to be human blood. Ooh. So, some evidence there. Like, if an intruder came in and stabbed her, and, like, he used, he went to the kitchen to grab a knife and went and stabbed her, and then what? I mean, I... And then why would like he kill the little boy, too, if you're yeah. going to kill one kid? Well, uh, okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit so i, yeah, I please, think please. i think the taking a knife from the people's own kitchen is more common than you think yeah yeah that's true yeah and then also but like you're gonna leave it too i mean why would you take like it are you, you gonna like clean it and put it back because that's what that's what happened see that's weird yeah like you're gonna especially if he was especially running away exactly like if you if, a, if you're doing it you're kicking it you're gonna like kick like, back at the house yeah like you're comfortable not like someone came out and caught you stabbing their sister absolutely not so sketchy weird yeah so um there's a lot of back and forth between the district attorney and the defense attorney apparently the brother the the little boy had said previously threatened a classmate at school with a knife um he he has also had been said to have commented on the sandy hook shooting saying i could do that too um and it's stated that he confessed to killing his sister, although the defense denies that allegation. The parents don't believe that he did it. Okay. Um, and basically the DA said if he did do this, he cleaned up, like, which we're just talking about. Yeah. Like, a, a guy on the run is not gonna take the time to, oh, you caught me, but hold on, I have to clean the knife, <laughs> you know, and put it back where it goes. Like, that's sketchy. So, um, he was on trial. Obviously, they, they took him to trial. Um, he he did not have a jury because he's a minor. So, yeah. a judge heard his case. Wait, I didn't know that minors don't have jury trials. Mm-mm, they have bench trials. I didn't know that. Unless they're minors tried as an adult. Okay, I think that's where my wires got crossed. Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, 
a judge trial found a judge a judge trial a judge <laughs> found I, his name was Isaiah Fowler um, guilty in October of 2015 of second degree murder um, however a California appellate court reversed the conviction because they basically said two of the interviews that Isaiah had given violated his rights hmm. um, apparently what had happened was that several of his, confes- of his confessions didn't match up um maybe they think maybe because his dad was in the room too and pushed his dad was pushing him to cooperate like he was saying if you know something like you have to say something kind of thing um so after the he uh before the uh, appellate court overturned his um conviction he had been originally sentenced to 16 years at the oh close um youth correctional facility in stockton and he would have been released at 23 years old wow However, the Calaveras County DA did opt to retry him for the murder last year, June of 2018. Oh, okay. So, um, basically, by the, by now, there's kind of additional evidence. Um, the investigation had now concluded the murder weapon was most definitely the, the kitchen knife that included small traces of the blood inside of the handle that matched Leela's. Okay. Um, initial reports had said that the blood was in, like it, they couldn't determine who it was. Right. So, um, like I said before, a knife had been cleaned and the tip had been found like it was bent. Um, That's bananas. They also said that they found a shirt in the laundry basket in Isaiah's room that had tested positive for her blood. So, I don't know about that. That's what some it, news well, report said. But I will say, like devil's advocate too, like if there was blood on a shirt that was in the hamper, like. I mean, he was, he found the body. Yeah, like, he was like, there. He could have, like, t- she was, I, I think, still alive, too. Yeah, because so. I, I think, well, she was alive when she got taken in the ambulance to begin with, I right? don't think she, I think she was pretty much dead. I think it was kind of just, like, a. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, he probably touched her. Yeah. Like, I mean. I would or, assume. Yeah. So, it could be explained. Um, the prosecution believes that Lila was killed 45 minutes or before he called 911. Whoa. Um, which would have given him time to clean up. The defense mm-hmm. argued that first responders noticed in their report that there was no rigor mortis and she was still actively bleeding and warm, um, pointing to the fact that she, well, not actively, well, she was, yeah, I guess she was still actively bleeding, but like, I think she was, it wasn't like a bunch of coagulated blood sitting there. Yeah. Um, but she was dead, like right. essentially. Um, so they basically said she hadn't been dead long when they got there. Yeah. Cause I mean, an eight year old doesn't have that much blood in their body. No, she was tiny. Fuck. Um, the defense had said there was no cuts or bruises on Isaiah's hands, which would have been expected if he'd stabbed her that many times. However, yeah. he, most of them were poke poking mm-hmm. wounds, um, which you're, it's not, doesn't, it's not like as forceful. Your hands no. are probably not going to slip and cut. Like the really, if he had like, if there were more stab wounds that were really deep and penetrating, then I would think it's plausible for him to, like, have slipped and cut himself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it makes kind of... I mean, it makes sense that there wouldn't be any yeah, wounds on his hands, but also, he's only 12, so... Right, and that's what I'm thinking, too. And one thing that I find interesting is that the amount of poke wounds... So you say that it's, like, an intimidation thing, but it's, like... Okay, if it was him or even not him, like... Who's, like, fucking with an eight-year-old like that? Right. I just don't feel like a grown-up would do that to another, like, an eight-year-old. I think it might be more likely than a a 12-year-old. You think? I mean, I don't know. Because, like, could you imagine, like, your brother just, like, effing around with you being like, well, I don't have a brother, but, you know, just, like, (laughs) you don't have one either. Nope. (laughs) So, but, like, if you can imagine you had a sibling 
we neither of us do I just realized yeah we don't um (laughs) I was like go on I I have some cousins who are like siblings so if you guys are listening to hi shout out to you guys but I could see us doing stuff like that too I mean probably like not with a real knife but like we used to mess with each other like that yeah as I say like I don't think kids would do it with like real knives or if they were it would be like a butter knife or something and you'd get in trouble like five minutes later type right but if they were home alone yeah yeah also who the fuck leaves their 12 year old home alone like as the babysitter i don't know i mean like that's bad that's a hard that's a hard one for me it's a small town though i know but still like shit yeah i don't know that that rubs me the wrong way so um well he had they retried him like i said right he was again found guilty by a judge jesus christ he was sentenced to a juvenile detention facility until he's at least 23 but the state has the option to, to keep him until he's 25 he was 17 at the time of his resentencing which was last year so he may be 18 now so that's very interesting that I, I didn't know that you could be in a juvenile detention center past 18 mm-hmm. huh. i guess i mean i get i guess if you're a juvenile at the i never thought about that at the time you're sentenced though but like then what are they going to do sentence you to real prison yeah they just send you to real jail I don't think that's fair though because you're yeah, still but, like, like you're a kid you don't like the whole point of youth facilities is because it's not as hard as prison right but at the same time it's like okay well you have these like up to 25 year olds in with they probably well, separate them i'm sure you like you're separated by I'm, i i would imagine you would have to be because could you imagine like the abuse that could possibly go that's on? what i'm saying like i i, I just find yeah. this very interesting i haven't really put too much thought behind it and until like, later i'm gonna yeah. google it or i'm gonna ask my mom because she would probably know she knows everything i know someone that's a contra cross county sheriff i could ask her ask her yeah that's smart okay sorry go on no you're <laughs> fine so his parent his dad and stepmom still believe he's innocent they're really mad they're like really angry at the at everything Justifiably. obviously yeah um i mean they lost both their kids right it's and you know he'll he can live a decent life now yeah um getting out 25 but it's sad but, I mean, he'll never have a full life ever. Mm-mm. No. Um, so, I mean, at this point, you know, now, when I wrote this, I was like, I don't know. I just don't know because it's just, it's just so hard to wrap your mind around, a, a like, a 12-year-old killing their sister. But then as we, as we go through it and talk about it more, like, the whole knife thing being cleaned mm-hmm. and put back, like, I don't – it, it would have had to be him or somebody – else you know yeah like a family member or somebody who had the time to do that I just like who else could it be like I mean pretty much that basically rules out a stranger doing it like by the the, if that knife was indeed the murder weapon which they've pretty much proven it was right it's pretty much ruled out that a stranger came into the house and did it like there's just no way so I mean, realistically, like, if that's the murder weapon, you know, because, like, if that happened the way he said it happened, there would literally be no, like, no time to go wash the knife off enough to put it back in your kitchen. I I mean, I even struggle with the fact that, like, the kid did it and had enough time to do that because if she was still actively bleeding and, like, barely hanging on by the time the paramedics got there. But I think there was some, like, there was some kind of discord between that like there was some discrepancy which was argued about but there's a lot of information out there 
right. about this case, so it's kind of hard to like figure out what's actually real. Someone said this, and someone said this, and someone said that, mm-hmm. and like it's yeah, it's hard to sift through and like put it all into one. Yeah, because thing, but like yeah, I have a hard time believing that he even had enough time to wash everything off. Like that's bananas. Yeah, but I mean, if he did, if he did wait, yeah, a little bit, and like even like five minutes is enough time, I guess, to like do a dish real quick. To wash a knife. That felt really like shitty to say. Yeah. Like yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's sad because it's yeah. He's, he's a twelve-year-old. Yeah. I mean, I really just don't want to believe he did it. No, but, but I mean. Yeah. And, I mean, was there a motive why he would have done it? Like, was he jealous of her, or... I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, there's not one that's talked about anyway. Interesting. But, yeah, it's very... It was very shocking to the community, and it's very sad. Absolutely. You know? She was just a little girl. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a picture up of her. Um, Are there pictures of him, too? I don't I'm just think curious. so, because he was a minor. Shit. And, I mean... I don't even think they... I don't know, because I know sometimes there's, like, things about releasing names of, like, minors. Right. Things. There may be, like, some pictures of him now. I mean, he's... I would imagine, enough, yeah. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't really see any of him. I just saw some of her. So... And his parents. Their parents. So... We'll post it wherever we can find in the... Yeah. Instagram and the Facebook and all but that jazz. It's sad. I mean, if he didn't do it, it's sad, because he did lose a lot of his life, too, and he lost his sister but if yeah. he did then you know I hope that he gets the help that he needs in in the correctional facility to get out and lead a relatively a more productive life. life yeah yeah because clearly if he did do it like there's there's, there's some something problems. going on up yeah. there yeah and you know maybe I'm more sympathetic because he's only 12 I mean how many things did you do when you were 12 that you I mean even older than 12 and you look back and you're like wow I'm so stupid uh, I mean, I've never killed anybody, obviously, but like, I mean, you're you're twelve. I mean, that's why yeah. you, they try you as a minor because you're you just you're not in full. I guess like you just you're not your full you're, grown up brain, right? There's no way you can fully comprehend what you're doing. Yeah, at twelve. So, also, I apologize if anyone just heard my phone ringing. <laughs> She's a popular gal. Uh, yeah, apparently, um, and I don't know how to silence my cell phone it happens so to the best of us but yeah that's it for today so um if um, you guys have thoughts i want to know what y'all think yeah let us know if you have any theories on um the murder of what was her name one more time uh oh, her name Lila was fowler? Lila fowler yeah fowler i can't speak yeah. Lila fowler yes if you have any information on barbara's case yeah. um i'll link all the mendocino county um sheriff's office information yes case number etc and we will catch you next week. Um, I think we might be doing another screen recap one of these days. Yeah, I don't think we've decided on what, but... No, we have a few that we're kind of floating on, and yep. we'll uh, pick one and do that in the next week or two. Yep. Thanks All for right. listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.